Welcome to the Average Podcast. We are fresh off the theater last night seeing what's probably going to be the top movie in the box office this weekend. Yeah, I would say, oh, let's see, 65 came out also this weekend. Shazam, I think, came out. Is next weekend. Oh, that's next weekend. (laughs) Wow. All right, here we go. So you can probably already hear in the background, we've got three guests with us today. This is, actually, I think this is our most reviewed movie to date. Yeah, we had like double digit reviews, Yeah, we have have three guest reviewers with us in studio today. And we also- Would you like to introduce them, Tim? uh, We have, well- Thanks, Siri. Thanks, thanks for chiming in, Siri. Uh, I'm not going to introduce them. We'll let them introduce themselves. Fair enough. So we'll I'll, we'll go ahead and start kay. from the beginning. Hi. Oh, I'm Emma. Hello, I'm Anna, and I'm Kieran. Hopefully, you caught all that. All right. <laughs> we'll find out in post edit. Okay. <laughs> all right, Tim. So, and then we actually have a couple other Instagram people who chimed in with their thoughts and yeah. scores for this movie. Uh, we have at Extreme Reviews. A great page there. If you go follow them, do they do a bunch of? I th- believe he does music reviews, movie reviews, a bunch of different reviews. Yeah. And then we have Chris from Black Period Christmas on Instagram. Which, if you're not familiar with that, Black Christmas is a direct reference to the movie that kind of kicked off the slasher genre and inspired John Carpenter's Halloween. Fantastic classic film. Great choice for a name, Chris. All right. But Chris also chimed in with his scores and reviews. So we will get to those as we go today. Yeah, absolutely. So have we even said what movie it is yet? I don't think we have. So let's go ahead and introduce our movie today, which will be Scream Scream 6. 6. We are talking Scream 6 today. When did this start? Back in like the late 90s? Was it 90? I believe the first one was 93. Is it really 93? No, 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 no. no. I was older than that. I was going to say it's 96. Yeah, 96 or 7 sounds right. Yeah, yeah, we're going on like 96, 98, 2000. The fact that this franchise has lasted 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's crazy. And And we're still still not even close to the same numbers as Friday the 13th. Exactly. And well, and it's also. There's like 13 Friday 11 or it's so there's (laughs) so for instance uh I'll just there Friday the 13th part 9 was in this movie because Friday the 13th part 9 was Jason Takes Manhattan I saw Tim like it is this pump in the theater it is an atrocious (laughs) movie but you cannot take uh scream to New York and not make reference. some reference of when Jason went to New York. Or let alone any horror movie that took place in New York. Yeah, I'm so I was disappointed with no predator uh reference in there. <laughs> <laughs> but I did appreciate that subtle nod to Jason Takes Manhattan. That was part nine. Then we have Jason Goes to Hell. Yep. Then we exactly. have Jason X and then Ugh. so nine, <laughs> ten, eleven, and then you have Freddy versus Jason. So there's twelve. Yeah, I true. Twelve of those, and then you have the Friday Thirteenth <clears throat> remake, so thirteen of them. So nice far. little rabbit trail there. But yeah, let's so go yeah. ahead and bring it back to Scream Six the here original. real quick. Um, do you want me to give a quick synopsis of what we're doing here? Go ahead. So uh, this is with our new group of cast members for the Scream franchise. We got, if I'm not mistaken, let's see here real quick. We got Sam, uh, played by Melissa Barons, and we have where's her? Where's she at? There she is, Jenna Ortega playing Tara. Those. <laughs> <laughs> got some big fans in the crowd today i'm a big fan of jenna ortega <laughs> uh, she's, she's good she's good but yeah so those are our two main characters kind of taking over the role for what sydney had for most of the uh, scream franchise 
And then we got a couple of other characters that joined us. Gail Weathers is back in this one. No Sydney Prescott, sadly. Um, I heard it was over a money dispute uh, yeah. for why she didn't come back, which is kind of sad because, like, just pay her the money. She's earned her due for this franchise. Yeah, but the thing is, I didn't miss her. Oh, uh, I know. And we'll get in, I'll get into that later. <laughs> I, too. I love Sydney, I have a lot but to I say about Gail like, being in this movie. I got sucked into this one, and I yep. just did not miss Sydney. Yeah. Uh, so this one takes place after Scream Five, which only came out a year ago. Which yeah. is I have thoughts Rapid on that as pace. well. So uh, so Scream Five came out a year ago, and that kind of was a requel to, as they talked about in the movie, to the original Scream movie. And it was good. I think it was a solid movie overall. It stayed, it stayed close to the roots of what Wes Craven had created in the Scream franchise. Kind of kept that meta commentary along with some uh, new touches to the new horror uh, that we see yeah. nowadays uh, in horror updating movies. It. it was updating it. It was a good update, I think, yep. overall. Um, had its issues. It was a worthy requel. Yeah, it was a worthy requel. Had issues still, but it was a, still a fun movie. Yeah. And I think as, it's better than the third one. As I said to Bryce <laughs> earlier this week, it was the Force Awakens to the Scream franchise. That's true. You because did say that, it, it's kind of, kind of, it follows the same plot lines as the first movie that yep. everybody loved. It just updates some of the names and locations and yep, changes exactly. things up a bit. But yeah, so, so they actually moved to New York in this one, trying to escape the uh, small town uh, horse of Wordsboro. So it was a huge, huge leap of faith, in my opinion, because any movie that you've seen go from the sm- suburbs or like the forest to like the big city tends to fall flat more often than not. Yes, so, it does. but I think you'll be surprised of how we felt about it. So. That's kind of the basic synopsis of this one without getting into too many details. No spoilers on this one. Ruins the total fun of a Scream movie. We will not tell you who's under that mask. Yeah, I'm looking at the other people in this room. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I say let's just jump right into it. We have a a long ways to go here. So, Tim, why don't you uh, kick us off with our first score? I'm going to start by reading some of our online submissions. Uh, Extreme Reviews gave the story a 4 out of 5. Chris from Black Christmas gave the story a 4 out of 5. Tyler from Nashville gave the story a four out of five. Sophia from Chicago gave the story a four out of five. And I also gave the story a four out of five. So for me, the story was, it was kind of great how they even reference it in the film, but how they are in the sequel to the requel but it follows a lot of the same beats as the original sequel. And they talk about it in the movie, like the sequel to the first one is Sydney goes to college. And in this one, it is Sam and uh, Sam and Tara, Mindy, they all go to college. So it's kind of following that same tread as the original sequel, but mixing it up in a fresh way, like putting it in New York instead of like, I don't even know where she went to college in the second one. But there's a lot of at this point scream has become meta within itself. So it's not just a commentary on the horror genre anymore because scream almost references itself through the use of the stab movies as like, Oh, stab four had this and they're describing events that happened in scream four. And so it's kind of just become this big meta commentary on the movies they are making. And they did a nice job of mixing that in with the story, keeping it, fresh in a way where we've seen five screen movies before and this one did not follow the exact same story story beats as previous ones but had similarities to previous ones so again kind of mixing up the familiar with the new in a fresh way i gave it a four but 
like I hadn't really seen any of the other movies before. I saw the first one that came out, I think like 1996 and I hadn't seen the fifth one. So that was, I probably should have done that, but I felt that they did a really good job of making it like, even though I hadn't seen it, I still could follow along the story and I didn't feel like I had no idea who the characters was, were. Um, I gave mine, I give the story a three out of five. For me personally, I am not a big horror movie gal. And so just like watching a horror movie, I guess, was just kind of like, you know, I don't know much to base it off of, but I was pretty entertained the whole time. And I thought there was a good storyline and you could tell like they made references to the other screen movies during this one. And so you could tell like kind of how the story was sort of going to play out, I guess. And it helped keep you entertained and pulled in. Yeah, I also gave it a four. I would definitely recommend watching Screen 5 before <laughs> watching this one. Because, like, I mean, it's not necessary because I didn't watch it and I could still follow along. But, like, I still felt like I missed some stuff, like some of the characters and things like that. Uh, but, yeah, overall, it was, like, very entertaining movie. Like, had you on the edge of your seat. But, like... I don't know. It wasn't like the best movie I've seen in the whole world. So that's why it wasn't like a five for me. So jumping off what she said, uh, uh, this movie actually more than any other screen movie references the events of prior movies. So most screen movies just kind of dive into the story that's happening in this movie. This one is heavily influenced by every movie that came before it, which was another new thing for scream to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I might, I might have scored mine a little differently and not put as much on the story as I did on other things, but I gave the story a three out of five. Um, I thought a lot more of my of what they did with that story kind of goes more into the direction later uh, for me. Uh, but yeah, I thought the story was pretty. I I enjoyed the I'm story. I'm always fascinated by how you score things. I know. Like it's, I put the story score in the direction. <laughs> that's literally not what I said. Damn, Tim. Anyway. So yeah, I gave it a three out of five. I thought the overall overarching story was still at its core a scream story, and that's and that's what I go into expect. I paid that nine dollar movie ticket to go watch a scream movie, and so therefore, your your three is well earned. Like it was, it didn't reinvent the wheel for scream in any way, but with with the direction and the way they went with the story, like again, we'll get to that later. I think they did a lot of cool things. I really did appreciate in this yeah. movie, but at its bare bones, it was still your average scream movie, which is what everyone goes to see which is what makes Scream one of the better horror slasher franchises that still c continues to give and give when you watch it, especially the way, if they're going to keep going the way they're going now, I'm really excited to see what they do in the future with these movies. I think the story was really solid, um, hit all the movie beats of a Scream movie, may have overdone it, but it actually um, grew also as a Scream movie. Um, I think Wes Craven would be, um, he'd be, he'd be proud of this movie. I think he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't have a lot of bad things to say about it. No, I think he'd be proud considering he made all four of the other screen movies and oh, so good outside of three, but so good still. <laughs> and yeah, exactly. Not all of them were major successes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, my major overall comment on the score or on the story is I have grown to realize that the screen movies are just adult Scooby-Doo. Yeah, basically we're missing the dog. Um, but each yeah, one are. of them, <laughs> each one of them is a, I don't know that I want a dog in a screen movie. It'd be too much. It would be too much, but, uh, <laughs> I love dogs. Like I would not be like you know the, the tension, dog's dying in these movies. Yeah. The tension was high enough. The last thing I need is a dog. Um, the <laughs> shop deliver. We're not getting that dark. Um, <laughs> but they followed the same structure as a Scooby-Doo episode. There's yeah. a masked figure haunting people like right. in scream they're getting stabbed 
but the ultimate thing the ultimate story is it is a mystery about who is under that mask and so am i disappointed when one mystery maybe not is maybe not as quality as another one no not really because the journey was fun totally just like i watched every 30 minute episode of scooby-doo that's ever been released and i loved it as a kid and now as an adult I'm not comparing like, ah, uh, well, Scooby-Doo season two, episode three mm-hmm. is peak Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I'm just enjoying Scooby-Doo. Yeah, and now I'm just to the point like, yeah. I'm just enjoying Scream. Who's under the mask next? I want to know. Tell well, me, like, let's get And there. I'll point to that as we get into the characters here. So I can kick us off there. Um, so I gave my character a three out of five. Um, I'll talk, I'll get to that point later, but let's start with the main characters. So shame on you. <laughs> no spoilers. But anyway. Um, I'll kind of have I kind of have the same opinions about this one with his characters that I had with the last movie. I'm just gonna get it off the bat right now. Sam is not Sydney, and I'm not expecting her to be Sydney. I actually appreciate that she's different from Sydney and has a different story arc. Um, so we can kind of talk about this from the last movie. We find out in the last movie if you haven't seen it already, but you find out in this movie, it's old enough that it's, it's old enough. We're uh, Sam, the main character who's taking Sydney's spot. Uh, her father was Billy from the first movie, the very first killer that we had in Scream. And they kind of play off of that in the fifth movie where he's, she's kind of psychotic. She has visions of him and that comes back in this movie a little bit too. Um, and it's an interesting way to take it. I appreciate the risk that they took with that one. It kind of changes it up and why I appreciate she's not Sydney Prescott. What I don't like about her is mostly everything else. I don't really find her compelling as the main character of this franchise overall. She's better in this one than in the last one. I just don't, and maybe it's because she's still new. I need to give her more time. We're about to fight again. <sighs> yeah. I think I'm just not warming up to them as quickly as I did the original cast, which part of that is they keep bringing back the original cast. And uh, again, that goes into Gail Weathers. I wish if the Sydney Prescott wasn't going to be in this one, again, last one you killed off Dewey, spoilers, uh, you brought back Gail Weathers, but there's no Sydney Prescott. I felt like it was better just to take Gail out of this movie entirely and let the new cast new cast start their franchise fresh from this one which would have felt right because the last one's a requel and so you're still bringing back old cast members this one felt like all right let's kick off with the new cast let's not bring back anywhere any more original characters um i didn't hate gail in this movie i thought she was fine she played a good role actually she had a great like sequence with herself that you saw in the trailer um but yeah sam i'm just not a huge fan of personally um i think she'll grow on me maybe over time she was better in this one uh, Jenna Ortega plays fine. I actually like her more than Sam. And personally, I, it almost yeah, she, it feels like she's the main character more often than Sam is in this one. Um, I definitely felt like they were capitalizing off of Jenna's popularity absolutely. lately. Absolutely. Yeah, yep, exactly. So it, it, she we, brings in the money. So Jenna has had major success basically since Scream Five. Yeah, exactly. And has skyrocketed in popularity. Yep. And they definitely enhanced her character because of that. And that's probably why I like Sam more in this one, because I got a little less of her and a little bit more of the other characters. Again, oh yeah, Tara. Yeah, I'll, yeah, you know me. But And my last few thoughts, I won't spend as much time. The twins are still my favorite characters in, the, in these movies so far. I think they definitely carry um, a, lot of what I, a lot of what I like about the Scream characters. And then finally, uh, again, no spoilers, but the reveal of who the characters, uh, the bad guys were at the end, um, it's just... It, it caught me off guard. I wasn't calling that one, but I was still disappointed who they were. But again, doesn't take away from. Go ahead. That goes. It. No, that like we will definitely get into that because yeah. that's I've had one screen movie two that I was like, whoa, 
at the reveal. Right, exactly. Most Which, of them... It, does, it doesn't make or break the movie for me. Right, like, most the of them doesn't. go back to that Scooby-Doo analogy to me where yeah. it's like, oh, it was that guy. Like, yeah. okay. I just more... I wanted to make it kind of just like, I was kind of disappointed. Like, it reminded me of Scream 3 where I was like, eh, I don't really care for that reveal. But it didn't kill the movie in any way. Um, I have a lot more issues with the ending than just the character reveal. So, <laughs> anyway, I talked way too long. Next. <laughs> okay, for my characters, I gave them a three out of five. Um, I honestly, if I'm being honest, I gotta agree. I don't really like Sam all that much. I feel like Thank you. I, I like honestly kind of feel like they like almost overhyped her a little bit. Like I kind of feel like with like her character development, I feel like she like was meant to be a little like I don't know, like you could tell like she's kind of like secretive in almost like some of her senses during the thing, like during the <laughs> movie. And I feel like she wasn't necessarily like the main character role. Like I do think that um, Tara, Jenna Ortega was the main character role. And Jenna Ortega actually reminded me a lot of like modern day Rachel McAdams. And like during the movie, I just kept seeing her and thinking of Allie from The Notebook. And I feel like she kind of brings in that like, um, like kind of, right. it, it just brings in that like sh how like how innocent she is, and like I think with Sam like very much contrasting her, it makes like very entertaining. And then my last thing is about Gail Weathers. I feel like for like most of the most of this movie, you hate her, and then all of a sudden you love her, and like you know, like I don't know where it changes, but like you hate her and then you love her. Ah, uh, your average Gail Weathers performance in a screen movie. <laughs> No, I've always hated her. Yeah, you all of a hate her. She's just annoying. Wait, Tim, I want to know why you're defending Sam. Okay, so should I go next or you want me to go last? I want to okay. I want to back you I want to fight your points. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I will I will go through my character because I score not on whether I like the character or not, or but on whether they have a good and compelling character arc. What is their storyline? So, um, first I'll read extreme reviews gave the character a three Chris from black Christmas gave the character a, Oh, sorry. Extreme gave him a four. Chris gave a five on character. Tyler gave a five on character. Sophia gave a three and I gave a four. Um, for me, I love seeing the, she starts the movie off as a very protective sister after the events that they went through in the previous one. And she's never letting Tara out of her sight, like super protective, hovering. And it's kind of understandable with the trauma that they've been through when to a house party where everybody was stabbed and like, that'd be pretty brutal. And they're trying to start their new life together. And there's a couple scenes in the movie where they talk about the only people in their lives are them, the two sisters. And so they have this really tight bond. And so they start the movie off very protective, but Tara wants to deal with the trauma of the event in different ways. And she wants Sam to kind of let her go and let her deal with it in her own way. And that's the arc of the movie is Sam learning that she can't hover, that she needs to step back. And that just because they're family and they only have each other doesn't mean that she has to be a helicopter parent to her younger sister. And so that was, we've never seen a story like that in Scream. It was a nice way to address, like, one of my problems with the older ones is that the trauma of the events they go through is just kind of glossed over, and they just move on, and it's fine. And in this one, we see them coping in therapy, 
uh tara is coping by just like partying and sleeping around and trying to forget what she went through and everybody's coping with the trauma in a different way so i thought that was an interesting storyline for tara and sam but i also i like sam more than sydney at this point because sydney was a pretty one note final girl she was the good girl always found the way out like she was she was what she was meant to represent at that time. And the uh, cool twist that they put on the new ones is Sam is a reflection of the modern day final girl where she's haunted. She is not the perfect girl who's going to get out every time. Sam is haunted by the fact that her father was a serial killer. And you see these hints that she battles with those same urges. And I, it leads to like some of my favorite finales in scream because you're like, is she going to go unhinged? Like, is she going to snap and just lose it? And we don't, like, I never felt that way with Sydney. I was always like, Sydney's going to get away out of this. Somebody's going to pop in and rescue her. But then you almost have, like, I had these superhero moments in this movie when I'm like, Sam's about to go all, like, what's his name? Billy? Yeah, Sam's about to go all Billy on these people. She's about to just cut everybody up and hear And then, you know, it does or doesn't happen. But, like, there's always that underlying tension with Sam that she has the uh, she has the potential to be her father at any moment. And I think that makes her character far more interesting than the squeaky clean final girl. I love Sydney. I think the complexity to Sam, whether it's done perfectly or not, just that complexity of her character makes for a far more interesting watch. Hmm. I see. <laughs> I don't know. I just found like most of the characters just annoying and like hard to sympathize with. So I didn't really like care much if they were gonna survive or not. Like there just wasn't that like 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 you need to go watch some of the old ones. <laughs> I watched the old the first one. No, you need to watch two and three because you're rooting for people to die in those. Oh okay. okay. Actually oh my yeah. god. I don't know, because like I personally love Jenna Ortega, but even her character was kind of annoying to me. Like she was just kind of bratty to her sister. Like <laughs> Oh whoa Go ahead. <laughs> but um yeah, like yeah, the the characters just kind of annoyed me and it sometimes it just didn't seem like they had the most redeemable qualities and especially like Gail Weathers like I was like why are you here? Like just get out. Oh, she just watched the other movies. Yes, I watched the first one she was in. She was? One, yes, she was in. Um and I just she she just seemed like so nosy and kept trying to like butt in. And then I was like confused. That is her character. That yeah, that's her job. That also, <laughs> but yeah. she's just like annoying. I was like, get out. <laughs> so yeah, I personally it was like three out of five because I feel like with some movies I feel very connected to the characters, and I'm like so like sad if they go through any pain or anything. But like this one, I felt like no connection, and I was just like indifferent. It was just watching them. I kind of agree. Like, some characters I was rooting for and other characters I wasn't. Like, the older sister, I just felt like their relationship was kind of, like, a little bit bipolar. Like, they'd have moments. I mean, that is kind of a sister relationship. But other than that, like, no, I just felt like I didn't understand their sort of connection. And I honestly, I did get, like, attached to some of the other characters. But, like, I don't know. I just felt like some of them weren't that likable compared to other ones. Okay. Those, 
All fair points. All I feel fair like we points. covered a good range there. Yeah. How we felt like because I don't think I, anyone. I don't think anyone here thinks that the characters themselves were bad. Because like what she said about Gail Weathers, like that is her character. That is her every character. single yep. movie, and that's just who we're used to seeing. Like that's why she doesn't bug me anymore. Because like I mean, do I like her as a character? Not necessarily, but. That's just who she is, and it fits her M.O. for, what, and, six movies she's been in. And if you're new to the franchise, you're like, who is this who old is lady, this and what broad? is she always doing like, here? Yeah, so yeah. I think I, that was a good range of, like, I like how we kind of, like, cover the range of how we felt, but, like, no one here said that they're bad characters. Because I am currently on the core four train, so oh, I... No. <laughs> the twins carry it. The twins, the twins are also, like... They're a vital part. They're of... the only ones who feel like they are stripped straight from like the original Scream movies. Like those guys feel like they're in place with what, what Scream is like to its core. Not saying I, that Sam and no, Je- Sam. And... I, I would agree <laughs> to the core four. <laughs> I would I would agree that those two feel like they would fit in in the original. In yeah, but movie. I also think that's where the sisters are trying to move it in a newer direction. Yeah, right. So, exactly. So anyway, let's get to the next one. Okay, the next one is music and sound, which has kind of always been music has kind of always been Scream's weak point. Yeah, that's it's fair to say. it's not bad music. Nope. Um, there's Mid. the I will say like I struggle identifying like theme music for Scream. Yeah, that's it's fair not to say. super recognizable. The one thing that is recognizable with Scream movies is like the jump scares all have the same music. And the original score, the original was the original acoustic guitar score for like Dewey and uh, Gail's like uh, love, like, yeah, story. they brought that in in this movie, yeah, which kind of felt a little out of place. It was a weird spot. It's like, yep, if now nah, he's he's gone, you yeah, can't I, use that one it anymore. was like, I get what you're doing there, <laughs> yeah, I don't know that I like it. I don't know it. if it fits very well, but, <laughs> but yeah, the points of like nostalgia. Like, remember, like, one of the characters, one of the twins, she kept talking. Like, I thought it was interesting how she was, like, kind of, like, plotting out, like, how horror movies work. Like, you have this, you have that in a requel, you have this. And then she's like, what happens in the second part of the requel? She's like, you bring back the nostalgia. And they, like, definitely did that. Um, yeah. So even if it was out of place, like I definitely could tell when they were doing the stuff they said. Yeah, because the music played on those nostalgic notes at certain times. I will say that I thought this was probably some of the best music in any of the Scream movies. Like some of these intense scenes were the music was on point, like uh, the latter scene, for example, the music in that I was like, man, this is fantastic. Like it nails some of that but again i can't remember what it sounded like so to me that makes it it was solidly done i gave it a four because it was better than the usual for these movies but again it's not like the jaws theme or psycho or anything like that so extreme reviews gave the music a three chris from black christmas gave the music a three tyler gave the music a four Sophia gave the music a five, and as I said, I gave the music a four. I gave the music a four because, like, honestly, I wasn't really paying that much attention to it. But, like, looking back when I was in the theater, when there was, like, some suspenseful, like, scenes, I I definitely remember feeling, like, very anxious and, like, nervous for the characters or, like, what was going to happen and, like, not wanting to see because I could tell that, like, you know, with, like, music setup in movies, like, they specifically make the music more intense to get you feeling more anxious and looking back. There was definitely some parts that I was feeling very anxious for, and the music definitely played a part in that. Oh, my word. So the music, I gave mine a four. I have a lot to say. But I don't know. I think it's because, like, since I, like, you know, never see horror movies, I, like, 
you know, the music helps me figure out like when I need to like cover my eyes. Yeah. I'll be honest. This is a good so, That's actually a really good perspective. So, I've never like, thought of that. Uh, and so like when I hear the music start to get like very eerie, that's when like, you know, I'm like covering my eyes and like, do I look away? Do I close my eyes? Kieran spent most of this movie with her hands covering her face. I thought face. I saw someone in our row like doing that. I was like, like I wonder who's doing like, like that. Literally 90% of the movie, my hands are over my eyes. But then like, um, and then like you'd, and so then I get like feel relieved when I heard other music that felt like it was more calming. And then all of a sudden the scary music would come back up again and I get super freaked out. So like, I feel like the music did really well because like, I really like, it really helped me like pay attention to like what was going on and like when I guess the scarier parts or like the jump scares would happen. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that was a really good perspective. I never even <laughs> thought of it that way because usually I'm watching the movie. So, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a good perspective. Uh, I gave mine also a three out of five. I'm kind of indifferent to it, It's definitely your um, classic 90s slasher movie uh, music. I, I don't really have any opinions that are super. It was a little better than that. <laughs> I, I maybe that's maybe. part of it is because I did watch every scream movie right like in the days leading up to this one so like, it was very fresh now, I will memory. say like I think scream does have kind of a unique sound for its music when it comes to the slasher franchise the stabs and, sound great like this yeah the ju juicy sweet stabs um <laughs> Yeah, no, I but I will I've heard him describe like that. <laughs> yeah, no, but I the scream like movies the, the sound is familiar to me. So like when I do hear like that soundtrack, like I know it's a scream movie. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm pretty indifferent to the music. I it fit perfectly with the movie, but it's nothing that's going to stand out to me unless you play it next to another uh horror movie music yeah. soundtrack. So, I don't really 3 out of 5. Yeah. I I agree with Rice. I kind of have the Wait. same Wait till the mic's in your face. I had, I had, this, ready to go, man. I'm ready. I had like the same train of thought. Like, um, I think the mu music did a really good job serving its purpose because, like, you definitely could tell when are the parts they're trying to like build antip anticipation and get ready for like those jump scares or whatever. Um, but like as I mentioned, or as Bryce mentioned before, like nothing really stood out about the music, and I wouldn't be able to recognize it. But like, it kind of just faded in the background. So like, it served its purpose purpose but nothing was really like crazy about it so we're moving into editing and effects yes editing effects i'll kick us okay. off here um so i actually went back and changed this one um after sleeping on it a little bit so i gave mine a four out of five um <clears throat> this this was a fun movie to visually watch for a scream movie i think it's fair to say that most of the scream movies have visually not been anything spectacular they're not super artistic they're not, not really it's like, pretty cut and dry like yeah. it's not bad editing um, but this one specifically, um, man, I didn't touch on it in the character section, but this is the most like terrifying ghost face has ever been in a screen movie for me. I completely agree. We'll like, get into that. We will get into that. And I should have gotten into it in character, but like the way they edit this movie, just man, it's like all the best things about like today's horror, um, put into a slasher movie from the nineties. Like yeah. it is just super clean. The angles and the shots that they use to really kind of build the tension. The tension in this movie is really well built through the editing and the style of this movie. Um, I really like the colors that they use, the color coding that they use for this movie. It really just makes it feel dirty and dingy. Like you're in New York with yes. a ghost street killer with, you know, his tor torn up battered mask. Like it's a street level movie that feels like, um, it's been executed super well through their editing and color schemes that they use for it. 
Um, I felt like I just repeated myself there. But Fun fact, it was not shot in New York. That makes sense, actually. It was shot in uh, Montreal, I believe. Montreal? No. I, it was, I believe it was shot in Canada. Canada! Yeah, it was shot in Canada. I do not remember exactly what city, but it was shot, which... Also, a fun fact, Jason Takes Manhattan was also filmed in Canada, not in New York. Interesting. But they did a very good job of... Making it feel like New York. Yeah, where in Jason Takes Manhattan, they did not. So Yeah, so I, yeah, I don't have much more to say outside. Like, the editing was super well done. Uh, it looks really, really good for a Scream movie. Better than anything that's come before it, I would say. So, And that's one of the many benefits to this uh, franchise continuing from where it's at and, be, you know kind of making its transition into the newer age with but still keeping those solid like slasher roots from the beginning so a four out of five for me yeah i gave editing and effects a four out of five um the practical effects on the kills are amazing as always the i was trying to think of any use of there's almost no cgi in this film whatsoever and i love that um the editing, like I said while Bryce was talking, the comparison of Jason Takes Manhattan was not shot in New York, but meant to make you think it was in New York, and it does not feel like it's in New York. This movie, you still feel like you're in New York. Um, so the editing was pretty good on that. I will say there were a couple spots where the like cut makeup, cuts on arms, look, you could tell it was kind of fake. Uh, so that's where I deducted my one point, but... The, there was a lot of really good practical effects in this film. And like Bryce said, it looks fantastic. It's a good looking movie. I mean, I thought that the dead people definitely looked very dead. So I would say they did a really good job with that. They slayed. <laughs> they Literally. <laughs> no, I mean, like, there wasn't that much that I noticed going on with, like, the other things around the movie, except for, like, when it was daytime, like everything looked very happy and like sunshine on purpose to, I feel like to try and make you feel like, oh, they're safe. Like it's in the day. And then at night is like trying to make you feel like unsettled with like the colors and kind of the places that they were. So I felt they did a good job with that. For my editing and effects, I gave it a three. Um, after listening to these people's opinions, I might make mine a little bit higher, <laughs> if I'm being uh, honest. <laughs> but um, I'd have to agree with what Bryce said about like how it kind of seemed like there was like a dirty kind of feel to the movie because I do feel like it just felt like very like you know when you think of New York, I feel like I think of like trash on the street. Like I don't really think of like. <laughs> the glamorous like new york that like people say like i feel like it kind of feels dirty there and i think of like the huge rats and like i don't know that's what i think when i think new york and so like i kind of got that like feel during the movie and like how they were like new yorkers dark and dingy and i think like that was really portrayed well in the movie that that a uh, subway scene did make me want to shower so it <laughs> Like, the subway looked, like, absolutely disgusting. Like, I, I just don't know. There's, like, parts of it. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, um, I gave mine a three. Um, I don't think I'm the best judge of, like, special effects. I don't know. It's just, like... like Yeah, like, I don't know. Like, the average person. The average, yeah. So, I will say generally the way i view special effects or editing and stuff is the less you notice it the better it is well like so like if there wasn't a moment in this movie where you're like ooh, that looked bad then they did a really good job 
Well, (laughs) I mean, like, it's hard because, like, realistically, some of the deaths don't make sense because, like you said, like, you mentioned, like, the other day about, like, the stabbing number of stabs doesn't equivalent death. (laughs) We'll we'll get into that at the end. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, well, I appreciated that wasn't so realistic because I didn't want it to get any more gory than it was. The intestines spilling out in the first scene was enough for you? So, I I don't necessarily need that. (laughs) Um, but, yeah, I just gave it a three. Maybe listening to the other stuff, I would might maybe bump it up to a four. But I wasn't like, whoa, on anything. But I did appreciate that nothing was like CGI. That I was like, that looks so fake. So yeah. So extreme reviews gave the uh, special effects and editing a four. Chris from Black Christmas gave it a five. <laughs> Tyler gave it a five. Sophia gave it a five, and I already said I gave it a four. Yeah, yeah, I, I was. And, you know, just to comment on what you were saying, like, you know, some people may not, like, know a lot about the editing or the effects of them, but you made the point. Like, if it looks good, like, there's an eye test there. You don't have to be in that world. Like, I've been in that world, and so that's why, like, I'll look for, like, the smaller details, like, you know, what kind of color grade are they using for, like, the certain scenes and whatnot? How does that change with their, like, environments and and when they move throughout the entire movie? Like, that's that that's understandable that the average person wouldn't look for like those things but the fact that again it's still just an eye test like does it look good when you watch it is it hard to see something is it a little like are the colors too juicy compared to too dead like marvel is a good example of where those colors are way too gray like and everyone has made uh-huh. <laughs> oh i was gonna say maybe maybe okay n- we're not even gonna get into that then. i was gonna so, say marvel's so- too juicy and dc is too gray yeah, that's actually a good comparison. DC is very gray and Marvel is too juicy, except for when it's gray, like a lot of time. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, don't. But yeah, I just wanted to, I just wanted to encourage, like, you don't have to be an expert in the editing special effects department to just look at a movie and be like, that looks good. Like, and so that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. Anyway, next on the list is uh, we have script. Script. Okay, um, so you want to start us off? Yeah, I'll kick Go us ahead. off. Extreme reviews gave script a four. Black Christmas gave script a five. Tyler gave script a five. Sophia gave script a three. And I gave script a four. So generally, I feel like I have to reiterate this all the time because Bryce always asks me. Uh, when you're scoring it, zero is unwatchable. Two or one is terrible. Two is bad. Three is good. Four is great. And, and five is perfect. So for me, I thought the script was great, but it was not perfect. It was probably one of the better scream scripts. Um, it hit emotional notes. Sometimes it didn't stick the landing on the emotional scenes, but it brought emotion to scenes where previously we haven't. This is probably one of the most emotional scream movies I've seen, <laughs> which <laughs> clearly Anna disagrees, but she's only it's seen the first one. So like they they really capitalize on the relationships in this movie in ways that I haven't seen in other ones and they hit that emotion like they dealt with they talk about dealing with trauma they talk about how to cope and things like that and they do a good job of addressing those and the fact that the script for a slasher movie is willing to talk about some of the real world effects that going through situations like this might cause is uh I think it was a great script to do that um one of the key ones that stood out for me that i was like wow this is dark um the opening scene uh killer is on the phone talking about the kill that he just did with his partner 
and he's describing how it felt and it was just grotesque and gross to hear that's not the spoiler you think it is trust me this is a it's a, just the beginning and it's actually really well done it's not a spoiler yeah. by any stretch but I just, wanted to, just wanted to cover that real he's quick describing this kill over the phone and then a scene later the ghost face basically tells him like you're wrong and it was a really interesting moment for a script where slasher movies are often accused of dehumanizing people. This was a nice way of like, it addresses the dehumanization of slasher victims. But it was ironic because of what happened next. Yes. So, But it, it was a very clever like commentary on what this movie is within the movie so that's just like the one example I would use of this move of this script being a step above good. It moved into the great category for me. No, no. <laughs> but I like that's why I gave the plot for because the the storyline was like pretty interesting. But I thought the script was like pretty bad because like just like the language the characters use, there was like a lot of like excessive swearing to a point that it it didn't even add like anything. And I feel like that's the, they were just like constantly insulting each other with the same thing. And it just like, it didn't add anything. Like you've said that like 10 times, like it didn't even mean anything anymore. And they're just like hurling swears at each other. Um, I don't know. It was just like, I feel like they could have used like more language. I don't know. Like different words. No, like, like, I'm just like, that's all you got. And I don't know. That's how I felt about the characters. Um, I gave the, oh my word, the dialogue and the script a four, just because I thought that there was, like, a lot of, like, just, like, the hints they gave in, like, like, in referencing the other movies, and also how they, like, um, just, like, the way they talk to each other and the way the killer talked a lot. I feel like the killer, like, he, like, just so, like, some of the stuff he said, like, he basically, in his calls, like, he doesn't outwardly say where he is, but, like, I feel like, you know, they kind of, like, they're quick to pick up on, like, where he is or, like, you know, the hints he gives. And I feel like he's really good at, like, you know, just, like, freaking them out, but also wanting them to, like, confront him and also he confronts them almost. I would agree. Some of the ghost face calls in this movie were some of the most chilling ghost face calls that I've heard in any of them. Yeah, I agree. I like definitely whenever he would be on the phone, like I would get scared, even though I wasn't even in the movie. I was like, oh, no, he's calling again. But um, other than that, like whenever the characters after any like intense scene where like obviously there'd be like very dramatic chases and like people almost die or people did die. Like I feel like whenever they would cut to like the next scene, even if it was like the same characters, they just seemed like completely unfazed sometimes. Like they were just kind of like, oh, like new day new life like it almost just seemed like it was something entirely happened or like it didn't happen at all and i just felt like maybe they could have done something to like not just brush over it so much but yeah so i'm in the ballpark as well uh i gave it a three out of five um i agree that the ghost face lines in this movie and the calls everything he said was pretty haunting and chilling he has a his beginning monologue was actually probably my favorite uh part of the whole movie that beginning just man as soon as that beginning happened, like my favorite part of the Scream franchise is always the beginning uh, and how he decides to kill his first victim. It's a classic Scream. 
Uh, and this was easily the best one, hands down. Like, I, it was a big leap of faith that they took uh, trying something new, and it totally paid off. I thought it was an amazing beginning uh, part to this movie. It was very clever. It was so good. Uh, but yeah, like, even throughout the rest, like, he has some really good monologues with some of the characters. And uh, I do like that commentary of, like, you know, um, your characters kind of become just animals when you kill them, and that's all they're really good for in these slasher movies. It's good commentary. Outside of that, uh, the script is pretty weak, in my opinion. I think there are some pretty cringy lines uh, from our main characters. Um, I'm just not... I didn't think anything really stood out, but I don't think it was bad. It still kind of fit what a Scream is at the end of the day. Again, I kind of just... I lower my expectations. I'm not expecting, you know, uh, any poetry in this thing, but uh, Ghostface still has some great parts. Everyone else, their lines were written okay, and yeah, I that's about as much of an opinion that I have on the script, so a three out of five for me, I guess. Um, do that leads it, us to acting. Yeah, so which I can, is another category that screen movies are not generally. Yeah, they're better than the average slasher in the acting department. I would say that, yeah, but they're not fair. winning any Oscars. Yeah, I'll I'll go ahead and kick us off there. Uh, I gave mine a three out of five. Like you said, nothing special really from the slasher genre as a whole, but Scream does do better than a lot of other movies do, and I think part of that just lends to its meta commentary and feel overall. That that helps out the acting as a whole. Um, but yeah, uh, I kind of touched on a little little bit in characters. Um, I didn't really care for a lot of the characters in this in this new cast outside the twins. Um, I will say this one kind of felt like they played a little too heavily into their personalities and like quirks i'd say i, I feel like they could have reserved like um what's her name uh the sister of the twins uh da, 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 da. mindy mindy that's right i felt like i know she's supposed to be the new randy of the franchise and i love her as the new randy she does a great job in the last movie i felt like it was a little too overblown when she was kind of having her monologue about oh here are the rules of this movie it felt so- a little bit too much that scene and then the scene with uh hayden penetera's yeah. character almost yeah. felt like checking boxes i know that's what yeah that's a good way to put it and yeah. almost like playing way too much into it rather than having the subtlety that randy used to have when going through these rules like it wasn't randy would be just, like no no this is what needs to happen instead of yeah. like okay guys sit down we're yeah. in a franchise and so i don't know if that <laughs> yeah i don't know if that goes more to the script in itself i don't feel like the script really had anything to do with that more with than her acting she kind of overacted it, it felt like. But I didn't, I, again, I still think she's one of my, she's still one of my favorite characters, so I still enjoyed her in the yeah. movie. Outside of that, I mean, everyone kind of just, you know, they go through the motions. There's nothing that stands out outside of Ghostface in this movie. Um, yeah, he's still, I mean, him, he still has some great parts. But yeah, I think it's still just your basic screen movie. The acting doesn't really stand out, but they do, do serve their purpose. And so three out of five. Yeah. So Extreme Reviews gave the acting a four. Chris from Black Christmas gave the acting a five. Tyler gave the acting a five. Sophia gave the acting a five and I gave the acting a four. So traditionally screen movies are not known for their fantastic acting. Uh, I think this new cast does a fairly good job. They're, they're pretty good all around. They were good at conveying some emotional scenes in this movie. Like I said, it's probably the more a movie to capitalize more on the emotion of its characters than the others. And I thought they actually delivered on these scenes it wasn't Oscar worthy by any means, but the part that really stood out for me was Ghostface. Whoever was playing Ghostface was Bryce said earlier, this is probably the scariest Ghostface has ever been. Uh, and it's probably a directing choice as well. It's also part of the reveal, but traditionally Ghostface is kind of clumsy. 
And in this movie, he was not. In this movie, he was downright intimidating and brutal. He was a stone-cold killer, honestly. Like, like, instead of tripping over that vase that you just put in front of him, he just moves around it. This yeah. man is like next-level ghost face. He jumped over couches. I, the, the brutality... So, like, we've never seen Ghostface just, like, mow down a crowd of people, but then he walks into that bodega in New York and just, like, takes out three grown men in less than 30 seconds, and it was like, whoa, this is a different level of Ghostface, and whoever was playing that brought that intimidation and fear without, like, it was just body movement. Like, we know by now that in all the screen movies, the person who's under the mask is not actually playing that person under the mask. Whoever played him in this movie brought a new level to Ghostface that I really appreciated, and that's why I gave it a four. Um, I gave it a three because I felt like all the characters, like they did a really good job whenever they were like being chased and acting scared and stuff. But overall, like I don't know. I just felt like they did a good job playing their part. And I could tell, like, I felt like all the characters were really close to each other because they were, like, the core four. Like, they were all friends. And I felt like they really had, like, bonded over, like, the experience that they went through in the last movie. But other than that, I just didn't feel like there was a ton that stood out overall with the characters. Yeah, I also gave the characters a four. Um, I agree with Tim that I think that they did a pretty good job, like, playing their part and... Like, I saw the first one, and compared to the first one, like, the acting was, like, really cheesy. And I remember being confused. Like, I was like, I thought this was a horror movie because it was more comedy for me because it just wasn't really scary. But this was... The, the first one was kind of horror comedy. Yeah, like, I didn't really feel scared in the first one, to be honest. But this one, I definitely felt like a factor of fear. Um, And I think they did a pretty good job. And then, of course, Jenna. We love her. <laughs> um, I gave my acting a five. Um, uh, first, I'd say the to go off of like Ghostface and what Tim said about Ghostface, like the brutality of him, I feel like was really sh like I'm saying Ghostface it was like really shown in this movie, and like you know, like how he like he, he just never like got tripped up or like he was always on the next move, like going over the person, like what like could almost guess what they were gonna do to try to throw in his way but he always was able to like overcome that like jump over it and that and that was like you know super scary and then also i think sam did like a melissa i don't know her last name barrera, <laughs> barrera. 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 she did a really good barrera. job of like almost seeming psychotic in this movie is what i thought because she like throughout the movie you could see she like struggles with herself and having like the instincts from her father and like is she gonna go crazy is she not you don't know in the movie and like you could tell she really struggles with that and like she almost brings like a sense of like being psychotic in the movie and you get scared and i thought that was really good yeah no i totally agree with that yep that's a good good way to put it i think we all agree ghostface is acting wise great great stunt work mr ghostface you did a great job in this one all right, so next on the list after that is direction, I believe. Um, I can go ahead and kick us off there. Uh, so my direction, I think this is where I threw a lot of the positives from this movie into this one score. And so even if my score seems a little low at the end, I think the direction was where I was like giving a lot of the praise for this movie. Because I think direction does take in a lot of the aspects of what we've scored already um, into the overall score. And so I gave mine a four out of five. Um, I just... 
I had a, my worries going into this movie, but I also was really excited because it, it's always fun when you're one of franchise that's kind of known for something that culturally has stuck over time. It's fun when they try something new, finally, where they take the environment to a different place, where they have your new cast of characters, and just the overall, what seems to be the story that they're selling you is a little different than the other ones. That's always an exciting time, yet all, also a very uh, scary time as well. And so I uh, just want to give praise that the way they, they went with this movie, I think, was a positive. Um, it's not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but I think that the direction they were t they're starting to take the Scream franchise, um, I think it hits. I think it's going to be good, and I think they can only... I don't, I'm not going to say they can only go up from here, but the fact that they are going up from here uh, is a positive, and so I'm excited to see what they do in the future there uh, moving forward. Um, I gave the direction a three, but like honestly... This is like this one and the editor one are like one of the categories where like I don't really know what to say because like I feel like I don't have that background to see a movie and think about it through like a director's perspective. But I mean, from what I would assume, I thought they did a pretty good job, but nothing really stood out like the way the whole movie was directed. I just thought it was a really good horror movie. <laughs> it was definitely scary. So I feel like it, it served its purpose and it like also had comedic parts to it also. I gave my direction score a four. I thought I thought it was really entertaining how they just like the story kept moving on and just like you kind of knew what they were going to do. But at the same time, you didn't know how they're going to uh, to go about doing it. And I thought that was entertaining. And I honestly don't really have a lot of good insight to give to this. But I just thought it was like very entertaining. And the story kept moving on. You didn't feel like you were wasting too much time in one scene which i thought was good uh i gave the direction a three um like i said it was a pretty like i think it was a pretty decent horror movie like it was definitely suspenseful and i really liked that feeling of like like being scared but not like like nightmare <laughs> like i'm not gonna be able to sleep um but yeah like there are some parts that were like a little cringy with the script um and then, yeah, some unrealistic parts, but I feel like that's also kind of expected in horror movies, so, yeah. So, Extreme Reviews gave the direction a 4, Chris from Black Christmas gave it a 4, Tyler gave it a 5, Sophia gave it a 5, I gave it a 4. I thought it was really well done, well executed, if we go back to editing and how the movie looked, the movie looked great. Uh, what I believe Kieran said about we weren't at one scene too long i never felt like okay let's move it along i was actually some of the tension in this movie was the best tension of any screen movies it was probably more intense than any of the last five like they did a great job of that the one complaint i have is when you're in a city like new york if that's where you take place i would like that camera to pull back this movie had a lot of close-ups I would like to pull back and feel like i'm in new york i always go to sam raimi's spider-man movies where i felt like i was in new york because it was shot in New York, it was in New York, and he let the city be the backdrop. I would have liked a little bit more of that, but outside of that, the movie was really well done. So then we are on to the It Factor. Yeah, you want to kick us off there? Yeah, so It Factor, again, this is the cultural significance of the movie because it's the first weekend we won't truly know, but based on the marketing and advertising already, 
it's pretty high up there. Uh, Extreme Reviews gave it a five. Chris gave it a four. Tyler gave it a five. Sophia, a four. I gave it a five. This is one of the best marketed horror movies I can remember in recent memory. Like, our theater was packed when we went to see it. Um, I'm getting ads on Instagram constantly for it. Like, it's they're really ramping it up. Time will tell if it resonates with the audience, but most of the initial reviews I've seen have loved this movie. So five out of five out of five. Um, I gave it a four. Like you definitely have to. It's not a movie for everyone. Like you definitely have to know it's horror because I know that's not like everybody's vibe. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a pretty good movie. Um, and it's like very suspenseful and it's very like exciting to like try to like figure out like well i don't know i always try to figure out who the person is under the mask and it was definitely surprising and i didn't expect it so i always like that when it's like unexpected um i put down a four but i think i'm gonna give it a five actually i just think it's like i don't know when you hear a scream and you think a ghost face like you i everyone knows what it is you're not like guessing like oh what movie is that or you don't get the killer confused with like another killer like i feel like I tend to get other horror movie killers confused, but I feel like I definitely know that Ghostface is the face of Scream in like that franchise. And I thought that this movie did a really good job of just like highlighting how scary Ghostface is and like bringing forward how like kind of powerful and significant he is. I agree. I think like when you hear of like Scream, it's like very iconic. Like you know exactly like what the person looks like with the whole mask and the look and everything. And I thought they did a really good job of, like, advertising it. And like you guys said, with, like, Jenna Ortega, like, she's been in a lot of, like, shows and movies that are becoming really popular. And I feel like with, like, ads and trailers that I saw, like, she was very much, like, upfront to, like, try and drag people in if they, like, hadn't, like, seen from those categories. But I thought they did a really good job. And, like, I think it served its purpose well. Like, it was a really good horror movie. Like, not ones that I've seen, like, before. And I just felt like they brought the ghost face to, like, another level. So I'm going to take a moment to gush in this section. Um, even though I didn't make it a five out of five, I don't, I don't think it's quite there. But I do want to. I did make it a four out of five. Um, I think it's fair to say, at least from what our, would a five out of five for you in it factor be? I, for in it factor, it's really got to stand like the test of time in all facets. And four out of five is still great, and I'll get into the, like I'll get into that a little bit. But um, <laughs> what? I'll get out of here anyway. How can we stand the test of time when the movie's been out for forty eight hours? <laughs> Yeah, what would you what would you say That's is really an example on the spot. Of... I need to think hard about that. Star Wars would probably be one, but I wouldn't say that about the sequels because the sequels are not going to stand the test of time at all. They're going to be forgotten. And in fact, if but if the... it's going to be done right, they're going to completely be excommunicated from the original like storyline. You're of the on a tangent. We don't have time for that. I know exactly. So don't get me off script here. Anyway, I gave it a four out of five, and I think based off of me and Tim's conversations, I'm a hu- I'm the bigger screen fan between both of us. Is that fair to say? No interesting well anyway i <laughs> but I, anyway i i thought i'm definitely more of the slasher fan than you okay are. slasher fan like scream but for like me. i scream was my gateway to slasher fans. okay so yeah like scream was absolutely a gateway for me into the horror genre i hold scream very near and dear to my heart i'm just willing to admit it's false no I, i'll admit it's <laughs> false too it's just more of scream has a lot of influence on my love for movies um, both horror and just movies in general. It's one of the first franchises outside of your basic like Star Wars, Indiana Jones, etc. that I got into. Um, and it's one that no matter where it's at in its franchise, I will go and see this movie. And so it's fun hearing... I'm not old by any stretch of the imagination, but like I've seen all of the Scream movies. I know them like line for line. And so You hearing- weren't born 
I know, but hearing some until he- after three was released, right? Mm-hmm. What, what year was... were you born? Ninety-eight. So. Oh, so you were born when two was released. Yeah, but I'm talking about the other people in the room who haven't seen these movies <laughs> and don't know them as well as I do. It's fun to hear some people who are coming into the franchise. I remember commercials for the first one. <laughs> That's crazy. But it's fun to hear like people who haven't been like into that series as long as like you and me have been. And it's fun to hear them talk about this movie like it clearly has a cultural impact and it's only getting better. Like I think it's decades to- later. Yeah, like I think it's fair to say it kind of fell off after three. Four was kind of testing the waters to see how people were still feeling, and also Wes Craven went. Four hard. is so underrated. Four I is love so four. good. And five was kind of like, okay, we're gonna really, we're gonna go for this. We're gonna see if like people are still going to be into this movie. I think it's there still, and it's awesome to see. And it's only going. I hope it keeps going uphill from here. But it's great hearing from other people that the marketing like got them interested. Like I agree. Like my phone is just covered in scream like yeah. marketing right now, and there was like cheering going on in this theater that it we was, went to so which was the weirdest thing but I it was saw, also awesome to see i saw avengers in game with anna and emma who are sitting with us yeah and honestly this movie was the next movie that i've been in where there is cheering and like yeah yeah i have no way seen, home which uh yeah, yeah so Spider-Man. that was like the last one but like this is a scream movie i have never once been to a horror movie where people are cheering and applauding <laughs> yes. in this movie like <laughs> It was so weird to me. Like I'm, yeah. Non non horror fans are saying it's at cheesy parts. I was saying it was well deserved and at the perfect. It was, yeah, it was just interesting. But like that's one point too. Is like I don't think it's quite at that five yet. But coming into the next movie, whenever it's gonna come out, I think it could easily be a five. Like Scream is standing going to I think stand the test of time. Of like this is one of those franchises that's going to be mainstream. Everyone knows about. It. Like you said, everyone knows Ghostface. You don't get them mixed up with anyone else. I think it's going to be a five out of five moving forward. And I'm, I'm, that just makes me really excited because I hold this franchise near and dear to me. So uh, we're, we're, yeah. Did we cool. give everybody? Did, uh, did everyone go through that? Yep. Okay. So next up Tally we have, yeah, we're going to go ahead and just go it factor, enter, or sorry, entertainment and then final score. And then entertainment values. Really final quick scores. final thoughts here. Uh, so uh, my entertainment was at a seven out of 10. Um, overall, I just really enjoyed this movie. I don't have a lot of complaints about it. Uh, it was fresh. It felt kind of new for the Scream franchise. Didn't quite hit all the beats perfectly. There were still some like weird parts and with the script and the characters, but I don't think it took away from my enjoyment at all. The ending for me kind of falls a little flat. Um, it's not as good as some other endings to the screen movies, but again, it doesn't tear down the rest of this movie, which is you're just watching this movie play out at the end of the day, and you might be a little disappointed at the end, but it doesn't take away from the ride that you were on in that movie. So it was a 7 out of 10 for me, bringing my total score to a 34 out of 50, which is good, I believe. Um... I would say in the I'm gonna just throw it out there in the Scream movies, this is definitely better than the last one. It's still better than three. I think I think I still hold one, two, and four above it, but I think we're on the right track moving forward for the Scream franchise. I'm excited to see what they do moving forward. So 34 out of 50, a really good movie. Uh, you you can def I would say go watch this in theaters with your friends. I think it's worth your admission ticket. Okay. I'll read through. We got the final scores and comments from the Instagram profiles. I will start with uh, Extreme Reviews. He gave... I'm sorry, I assume... (laughs) Shouldn't make assumptions. Uh, Extreme Reviews gave the entertainment value an 8. And that brought the the final total up to a 40. So I'm going to read the review posted to the Instagram. And he kind of goes through and summarizes a little bit. I start by saying, in quotes now, that Scream 6 is so much of a fun thrill ride. 
using a fantastic, clever, enjoyable opening sequence. One key aspect that helps Scream is the new setting, which affects the story much more. New York was a great idea as it increases suspenseful scenes. Also, there are many great set ideas as I enjoyed more scenes in Scream 6 than in other Scream movies, from a tremendously suspenseful train scene to a funny and great Gale Weather scene. Now, why... Sorry, sorry, I forgot. That wasn't your <laughs> now, with the whole journey building up to a climax was incredible. I wouldn't say I liked the ending as it felt rushed and sloppy with an okay, decent reveal, but there was some aspect of the conclusions that I did like. Uh, for theme and tone, he kind of... Er, Rated a seven and a half out of ten. One main central theme I loved was the core four, which is the four main characters of the group. Uh, but Scream Six focuses more on these characters, which is great to see as there is more character development than ever. Learning more about each character affects the total tone. While the technique is darker, with many great suspenseful scenes, there were still some funny gags throughout the movie, which Scream One felt like overall. It feels there is a mix of each Scream movie vibes. The bond of the core four stands out with their togetherness compared to Scream 5. We see central characters come to life more. The movie's main central goal is to entertain us, which it did very well for me as Gory Kills was fun to see with a great cast and a better screenplay. The movie was just pure joy to watch with an incredible suspenseful thrill while using a fresh new setting location. Many tropes are back in Scream 6, referencing other horror movies. The strong impression the film made on me is more scenes stand out compared to other Scream movies, and the suspense works a little better. Uh, Black Christmas says, there's a little shorter, says this movie takes the franchise tag and wears it with a bloody fun glamour. Fistfuls of intense emphasis on the tense horror and sequences an incredibly elusive and maniacal ghost face, which we've already talked about. The returning cast of characters are way more likable and more importantly, formidable. The new ones are welcome additions. Jenna Ortega is the 21st century scream queen. There is no question. Uh, we agree with you. Um, a very traditional slasher spiced seasoning seasons just right to give us a new, a new taste of something great. Go see it. So that was from Chris at Black Christmas who scored a 10 on entertainment value, bring in score to a 45. Tyler scored a 10 on entertainment value with the highest score of us all at a 48. Sophia scored the entertainment value at a nine, making it a 44. I scored the entertainment value at a 10, making it a 43 for myself. Um, I, I just thoroughly enjoyed the ride. Like I said, at this point, they're like Scooby-Doo movies to me. I enjoy going in, finding out who's under the mask. The more intense ghost face made this one more of a tense ride than I remember. Uh, I know my ranking of movies is a little debatable, but I put, I would probably tie this for four as the second best sequel to me. I rewatching them recently. I was not impressed by scream two. And I know there are a lot of people who love scream two. I appreciated scream three. It's way more of a comedy. And I appreciated it for doing something different in that regard. But it still, for me, it'd be the original Scream 4 and uh, 6 are tied for the best sequel. And then Scream 5 would be below them. I gave it for entertainment. I gave it a ten, 8 out of 10. Um, and I just, honestly, I thought it was a really good horror movie. Like, horrors isn't my favorite genre. I usually don't like to watch those movies because I don't want to get, like, too scared. But this movie, I just thought it was, it did like a really good job of keeping you like on the edge of your seat and but entertained at the same time. It definitely made me want to go watch the other movies because I hadn't really seen any of the other ones except for the first one. 
And now, like, I want to go back and see, like, all the ones before. And, like, even if they're not that great, I'm still, like, intrigued. And I want to go see them so I can see more of the story. Because I felt like the story that they added in this one, like, from what I've heard, it's very different to the other ones. And it just seems like it's going to continue and go to a really good place. So I thought it was a really good movie. I gave my entertainment score a 7. Um, I, at the beginning, like, the opening scene in the beginning when you meet the, like, the ghost face that carries on throughout the whole movie it literally like i almost got out of my seat and left the movie theater i'm like i there's no way i'm gonna make it through this one <laughs> and i like you know i was sitting with my hands or my eyes the whole time i was i would say i'd pretty entertained but at the same time i would think it was like more scary than i i guess was anticipating seeing but overall i did think it was a really good movie and i liked it so yeah um, I scored it a 9 out of 10 because, yeah, it was very entertaining. So I felt very entertained. And I, I really like, I really love feeling the suspense. So I enjoyed that a lot. So that brings, with the average of those five, I believe, no, nine scores. Like, that was nine scores. We have nine That's scores. A lot. <laughs> the average of our nine scores brings the total to a 40, which would put the movie at great for social situations. Yeah. And I think... I think that's reflected by what we said here. Everybody found a little bit of something to enjoy. Yeah. I just wanted to comment. Um, at this point, I can only think of two other slasher kind of movies that have reached the numbers that Scream has. Uh, yeah. I would not call Saw slashers, but no, Saw's not slasher. The Friday the Thirteenth franchise, as we've said, yep. has almost doubled this number already. That's true. But um, Nightmare on Elm Street that's is another one. Yeah, pretty close to this. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was another Wes Craven creation, but uh, the one thing Scream has done better is maintained interest across all six entries. Yeah, some are stronger than others, but Friday the Thirteenth, everybody has their favorite one or two, and then the rest are kind of all the same. Yeah, it's a, it's more of a cult thing at that point. Yeah. Whereas, like, I love Friday the Thirteenth for what it is, which yeah. is trashy slashers. Exactly, they're entertaining. Yeah, like my favorite is six, but uh. Yeah everybody has a different spot and scream has maintained a quality over multiple films that is unparalleled in that genre well and that's kind of what i was gonna make too of just like this this movie did a great job of keeping the bones of what scream is at its core but updating it for the new generation of horror fans that we have because i think horror is stronger than it's ever been um the last couple of years for in sure. the last few not even the last few like the last five years it feels like i feel like for people who who are here saying like oh horror is not really my thing like it's awesome to hear them talk about like yeah this was actually super entertaining and i think that's that's a testament to this movie and the good things that are to come hopefully from the franchise and that it's going to continue to be a mainstream uh, movie that pulls people in even my wife who doesn't like any of the screen movies right said this was probably the best one that she's seen because she was invested yeah they did they did a lot of good updates to what makes scream great and you know bringing it to the masses as a whole and so it's exciting time to be a scream fan i'd it's... say <laughs> yeah the thought there and he lost it looks like um but yeah i'm, I'm just super excited I... Oh good. I the end of the end of that movie does have me real excited for the possible direction of where this could go. It's pretty pretty open. And I ended. genuinely think that they are going to end this iteration of Scream with a Sam versus Tara confrontation. That would be an interesting way to go and about I it for sure. And I think that would be an emotional punch that would be devastating. Yeah. It would be it would be interesting to see them go that route. 
But anyway, we're wow. This was this, this was, was a long episode. This was pretty chaotic and fun. I like. Thank you having, for staying with us yeah, through that whole thing. Thank you guys for coming on the podcast and spending some time with us uh, this weekend. Uh, with all that being said, as always, let us know what you thought of the movie. We'd love to see uh, people who aren't screen fans and people who are screen fans and just kind of see that dynamic play out and see what you guys thought about that. Make sure you are subscribed to the podcast on your favorite platform, YouTube, yes. Rumble, or Spotify. Yep, YouTube, Rumble, Spotify. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We have a link tree that you guys can just find everything lined up for you there. Yep. Um, we have a Google Docs now. Tim has tried to implement for our scoring, which is actually super helpful, and it makes it a lot more efficient, I would say. Yes. Although I really like the... You old, like the old-fashioned scorecard. I do. Card. It's easier for me to pull up and look on my phone and just go yeah. through that. But this is easier for me to tally up the exactly. actual average. So, yeah. we get If we have any like tech guys out there who want to set a website up for us, that would yeah, be awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's but... totally the, worth your time, I promise. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we, we're really enjoying getting a lot of the reviews, and this is our most reviewed movie by far. Um, I hope I hope like letting people know ahead of time will be kind of the thing moving forward. I think yep, that will help I think, a lot. Well, I think the next one that we have scheduled is Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, right? so Top Gun Maverick will be our next episode. So if I'm you, really excited for that one. If you've seen it, go out there, <laughs> fill out that scorecard. We'll get you in the Instagram post. Yep, so. absolutely. And with all that being said, thanks once again to our guests who joined us uh, this afternoon. And go ahead, share this with your friends, family, any movie lovers that you know. And we'll see you next week with Tom Cruise. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Have he's a good not one. on the episode. Oh, no, he's but, not coming on the episode. Yeah. yeah. All right. Anyway, guys, have a good one.